No Jeff. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives, episode 63. We're talking about cars and where to plug them in. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, Jerry, I mentioned no Jeff today. It's just you and I. It's a new West Guys show. It's nice. This is becoming a bit of a pattern. It's, what kind of pattern? I don't know. It just seems like there's two of us, and then there's three, sometimes there's four, and then we're back to two. But it's summertime, so we're, we're it's a bit of a looser format. We're definitely going with the inconsistencies, aren't we? Yeah, but, but it's okay. Jeff's away. He's at a... Uh, Personal development, professional development. I I've never been to one of these these speaker kind of guys. Not a multi day conference. I've seen the teasers. Oh, I thought he's gone for two two days. Tony yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah, it is. It is Tony Robbins. Richard 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 Robbins. One of the Robbins. <laughs> one of the Robbins. Richard Robbins. Are they related? Absolutely not. Okay, I thought you were gonna say absolutely. <laughs> No, I mean, it's total fluke that same last name, right? But Richard Robbins is a real estate coach. He just helps. I mean, everybody in business goes to these things. Too. Is Tony the big guy? Yeah, Tony's the guy with the giant The monster, hands. like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That'll help me. Tony. Yeah. And Richard's doing business real estate. He's a real estate guy. He's specifically real estate. Just just helps keep your business on point, sharing lots of ideas. You know, Jeff's part of a couple of different groups that share ideas and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, really collaborative. And, yeah, and because he's on a momentum right now with his video presentation that he tells everybody will make in videos yeah. everywhere, every conference that knows Jeff wants him to. Is he actually speaking? I think he is. Oh, I, I don't know if he is. Oh. But anyways, Am I just making an assumption now that every conference he goes just to, speaking. he's supposed either, to tell people he either, makes movies? Either way, if you're <laughs> if you're one of Jeff's clients, um, he should be a better realtor after the, this past yeah. few days. Increase your expectations, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> start increasing your expectations. Yeah. Um, and whether or not that's true or not, he's not here to tell us otherwise. Um, I got to tell the listeners, like this, it's always harder with two of us when I'm running the board and I'm like dialing things in. So if, if the audio is kind of goofy, you know, Matt's fault. Matt's fault. Um, and we're running a little bit of new gear today. Yes, we don't have my computer here. Our other laptop we had totally let the smoke out and uh, is in pieces on Matt's desk right now. So we are trying this through a Chromebook. Um, so again, it could be uh, could be good, could be horrible. I think it's working. I'm just like dialing in our stuff here a little bit. This is great radio. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. And then the other part is we're supposed to talk about like, hey, what's been going on with you? And it's like a surprise, but... We're in business together. No, it's hard to surprise no, each there's other. There's no surprises <laughs> other than... Uh, well, what I don't know is you, you just got new phones yesterday, and I don't know what happened. So that's where I was this morning. You're probably sitting waiting. Where's Jer? And Jer was doing the, the fun task of switching phones over. Um, task number one for me was switching from a Fido to a Telus. I've been with Fido for probably a like, dozen... Like 10 or, years or more? No, actually, I want, yeah, probably 15 plus years. Um, we needed to get it because we've got the cabin now and reception has been kind of shoddy with uh, with Fido and apparently TELUS has been better. So TELUS has got a tower closer by. Finally made the plunge, got uh, got a new cell phone plan. It was a little, a little, a little apprehensive, but they actually make it pretty easy. Once you once you dial in kind of the, the plan that you're getting and everything and, and you got your phone, they there's just a 1-800 number. And you just, uh, I pushed, it was basically, yes, I want to, I want to speak in English. And then number two, um, type in, type in the number, type in the number that you want to port. And a couple minutes later it was, it was done and, and this other phone was working. And then the other part 
that uh, is a bit different is we were work running an Android phone for the team burner. Yeah, our shared phone, phone was Android format. I and it was never... A, that was a lemon phone anyway. Okay, so that for, for Jared, that's a bad intro into Android phones. I never got accustomed to it, even though I'm I'm pretty... Um, pretty plugged into the to the whole like android ecosystem just because just through dealing with chrome products um or gmail the the google suite the the google suite whatever you call it um so i mean we use docs we'd use all of our cloud stuff for our clients we're storing everything in in uh in google docs and and it's it's been great but still i just didn't so just the operating of it but uh, what you told me that's that was a lemon phone so not what to expect from android in in general yeah i mean i didn't like that phone okay (laughs) So, so, so now I get to learn the Apple OS system, which I haven't used in almost ten years. Yeah, iOS at least. And I felt like I gave it, I gave it a shot. Like oh, I, yeah. I, I try to embrace it, but because too, a lot of times day to day we're running. I'm using my phone. The burner is only for specific sort of work tasks. Um, maybe I just didn't have as much, and it was uh, as much uh, input on it, and it was kind of glitchy. So now we've gone back to Apple. You used to have an Apple. For a short time. A short time. The first smartphone I ever got was an iPhone. I couldn't tell you what model. It was one of the tiny and, little ones. Yeah. And you fully clicked with Android. Love it. Totally used to where all the menus are, how to do this, how to do that, and yeah. and, and kind of navigate it. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be a bit easier for you to go back to Apple. We'll see. Oh, considering what we're trying to accomplish with that phone is pretty simple tasks. Yeah. I have no apprehensions. It's fairly simple. I'm not concerned. But it's weird though, you get stuck in this, like this is the function I do with my thumb to my make thumb this here, happen. Here, here. And now you switch that, throw it on its head and it just becomes complete utter frustration. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is I'm used to Android where at the bottom of your phone, you've got three buttons. You've got open all your open apps, your home button, and yeah. then there's a back button. You can just always hit back. Yeah. And that's the one I always go looking for on an iPhone. I'm like, where's the back button? No, they want you just to, to swipe. Just swipe. So Apple's anti-buttons, they still have, I think there's two on the new phone, two buttons up and down, but really they want you to use your, your digits and everything. Yeah. How many, how many swipe up, up, swipe left, swipe right. So anyways, we'll see, we'll report back with an update on how the team burner switch is going. Well, you get to, uh, to dial it in because I'm going on my big family vacation for 10 days. So. Yeah. so I get to mess around with ringtones and annoy everybody and trying to figure out just the perfect tone that just should be heard right. when an email is sent. Yeah, that's cool. So today we're going to talk uh, about cars. And not cell phones. Not cell phones. <laughs> and, and not just obviously like the cars we drive and the awesome stereotype of realtors driving cars, but what it means for the electric car revolution in owning properties. Yep, specifically to like Stratas and and how that goes because we've seen they've been kind of slow, but we'll get into that uh, yeah. a little bit more. And then doing business as a realtor in the, the whole world of cars, EVs, scooters, Ubers, electric bicycles, lifts even. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. With that money, wrong. 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 Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. 
want to start by speaking to what you teased about strata living. Like with the EV revolution coming yeah. and it's supposed to be far more adopted, you know, people in houses, we're going to talk about that too. Sure. There's, that's going to be a necessary infrastructure, but the strata part, I mean, what's that like right now for the people trying to buy an EV? You've had a few people have bought We still, them. yeah, I mean, we still, we get asked, um, I mean, I feel like I haven't been asked super recently, but definitely in, in the past few years, people kind of wanting to future-proof themselves. They might, We've had clients that did, didn't even have the electric car yet, but wanted to know, you know, can can this building, I found a building, I found a unit, I like this, but can, you know, what's their policy on uh, on EV charging stations? And the most disappointing part is that if it's not a new build, and let's talk separately in a minute yeah. here about new builds, okay. but if it's not a new build, most, like 99% don't have a policy. The policy is this is intimidating. That sounds like change. Yeah, never mind. One of the more recent ones, <laughs> uh, a building down on the key, and it, it's a new, I'm going to call this a newer building, newer concrete high rise, built 2008 ish. Yeah. We'll say um, had a client didn't have the EV yet and was looking at uh, you know what are the options for 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 putting one in. So we as as you know agents in the area we get in touch with the strata agent, send an email to the strata company. Um, and remember what the reply was? Yeah. My question was, do you currently have a policy? And if you don't, have you ever had discussions around a policy for charging EVs? Part of it is that this is a strata where in a lot of them in the parking garage, you'll actually find a receptacle just here and there. Random on a, pillar. On a concrete pillar, random <laughs> plug-in. Sometimes you have one nearby. Sometimes you, it's a couple stalls over. Yeah. But some people like, like, oh, there's one like right next to my car. Now the bill for that electrical use goes to the general strata corporation, right? right? So people are like, well, is there a policy I can plug in and use that sometimes? And the answer from the strata corporation was, we do not have a policy and we have never discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a kind of a blanketed, no, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's all going to, it is going to change. It is changing. Um, we find that some stratas are more on top of it, more progressive than, than others. Um, we've seen, so just on the kind of leave us alone, we don't really want to re rejig all of our electrical to try and accommodate these or come up with new bylaws, rules and things like that around parking. Um, we've seen, so that one plug, your car is nearby, yep. um, whether that's a trickle charger just to keep your batteries charged up for your, you know, your motorcycle right. um, or an actual plug-in. And those, those plugins that go into just a regular outlet, they're, they're pretty slow burned. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't charge. There's a maximum amount of power it can draw super rapidly. Um, So we have seen some of the stratas, their solutions been, they've been able to kind of do the math, which I mean, it's, it's electricity. It's fairly easy to figure out what kind of draw, what kind of usage for the car. Um, It's only about so much that it's going to be able to pull. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically you drive your car for 50% of the time in a month you can only charge it for 50% of the time in the month. That's the absolute maximum. If you're just constantly driving, you know, three hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it, can, it can't even work that way because you can't even, if you need a full charge from your car, it takes what, a full it's, day or more? It, it like could take 24 12, hours? Yeah, it could take easily 12 hours when you're just dealing with the 110 the, or the slow, whatever. The slow plug. charge. So yeah. to, it has to sit for 12 hours to charge before you can even drive it away again there's, to there's drain half the, it. half the month. Or half so the there's, the, there's the math, right? Yeah. So even if you used all those kilojoules for 50% of the time in the month, it's not a very large bill. No. You know, it's 30 or $40. Yeah, and on something like that too, it would be, I mean, even with the kinds of cars now that are doing 400 kilometers um, on, a, on a tank, on a charge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's looking, our, our electricity is pretty cheap here. It is. So yeah, you're looking at 20 or so dollars. So some of these strategies have said, well, we've done the math and fine. We'll just 
charge a blanketed, and you might only be using $10 worth of electricity. The, re- the reality yeah. is you're charging at work, you're charging on the streets, whatever. For sure. Um, so you just end up, look at, if you get into one of these buildings, they might just say 30 bucks. 30 bucks a uh, month. You're paying for more than what you're going to use. Still cheaper than gas. Yeah, but you have to satisfy the rest of the owners who are very fearful of this because everybody's all about, you know, what about me? What's in it for me? And they're like, it sounds like I'm paying for your fuel. Yeah. And right. they see this big, yeah, this big honking black cable coming off and, and yeah. this person's freeloading and it is sucking always all plugged in. I see it plugged in every time I walk every by, time. Yeah. you know, so that's the fear and it's obviously going to improve mm-hmm. as EVs become more common. I'd say if you're a listener and your strata isn't doing anything about it, I've noticed some stratas have done something about it. They've mm-hmm. created policies. They've, yeah. they've said, okay, we'll take this much revenue from you. Some older buildings, I've actually seen them now putting in high speed chargers. Yeah. Right, so they are going that route where they're giving the option for this real evolution. Yeah, the the level two chargers. I've seen one solution I find because again, you have an older building, all the electricals kind of existing. So to actually add, and they're not they're not wired into each individual unit. There, it's just sort of common power. So how are we going to meter it? You're talking about adding meters and things like that, and it kind of becomes a bit of a nightmare and and kind of co- a cost prohibitive too for for the owner because it would be there they would be the one paying for the install. Um, so what we've seen. Because the need, you don't have a need, I don't think, for everyone to have a, a charger in their individual stall. No. So they, if they have some visitor stalls, if they have a spare stall, yeah. um, they have the option to install the. Um, you, a lot of times, those are kind of near mechanical rooms and things like that, near the door, so there there is power there. Yeah. Um, but in yeah, just to actually have one there, and, and then you can actually charge people that same sort of thirty dollars because again, you might not be able to be metered. Well, they the ones I've seen are doing the credit card formula. Oh yes, and some have that option too. Yeah, some of them so, are pretty so it smart. actually has a payment system. Yeah. So you pay for exactly what you use. So the Strata Corporation is taking on the capital cost to install it. Yeah. And now that's the dangerous part because they're like, well, only four owners have electrical cars, and we're all sharing the. installation cost. Yeah. Right. But But, it's good for resale. You know, so how did that come about? Right. How did they decide that that particular strata pays to put it in? Now, I think sometimes the owners of the EVs say, we'll step up, we'll give you the cash to do the install. Yeah. And now that's there for the the entire future going forward. Everyone gets to benefit. They'll pay for what they use. But the only way that that seems to go forward is you have to have a a membership on the strata corporation who, on council, Mm -hmm. who care. Yeah. Who want, who have some sort of motivation to do this? So probably one of your council members has to be an EV owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. And a lot of times it's hard with Stratas. You're dealing with you know 100 plus individual people, individual agendas, and and no matter how you slice it, getting them on board is is you know can be tricky. So you may, if you're an existing owner in that building, you may have to end up footing the bill a bit for it. When when we installed our 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 level two charger in just like in our garage in our in our personal residence. Um, it's with the rebates and everything. It was still like under under two grand. So if you yeah, get once three you add, or the, four once you add people, the payment system, that it becomes a little yeah. more expensive. But still, not that expensive. And the people who own the EVs are pretty open to footing the bill, mm-hmm. even though more and more people will start to use it as time goes on, right? Um, but I'd say if your strata is not being helpful, like if yep. they're just really not motivated, if you're listening and you really want to see something happen, really you need a a strata council member and maybe that needs to be you mm. who has a personal interest in this yeah. who can be the champion and you probably have to walk through baby steps kind of walk through a lot of the process and how these how yeah. how much it costs because it's you know learning curves there it's new foreign um becoming less and less so um but clearly i think now too the stratas maybe years ago they didn't know is this just a gimmick 
is this actually something that's got some longevity to it going to be around? Well, the, the chargers are standardized now. These things have, have kind of been established. Yeah. Um, and as gas obviously gets more expensive, they're becoming more and more commonplace in, in garages. Like we're seeing those, the, the, I want to say Mazda 3, um, Tesla 3, Tesla? The, the Tesla Model 3, yeah. Model 3. Um, I've seen those freaking everywhere now. I'm seeing so yeah. many more of them. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's really good for resale too. First, if you're in a strata building, you're showing that we're on, like anything, any sort of product, any project maintenance, we're on top of things. Well, especially when you talk about resale value because... I think we all know that EVs are the future. Your family has a 100% electric car. Yeah. I look at it and I go, my next vehicle purchase may be five years out, yeah. but it's very likely to be a 100% electric car. And I think a lot of people look at it that way. So if you're choosing a Strata to buy into, you kind of want a Strata yeah. that's going to accommodate the future, a very common future. Yeah. Most people, depending on where they're, what time in the life cycle of their vehicle their family is at, it's on their radar. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a ton of value in the strata mm. showing that they're ready for that, that they can accommodate it. Otherwise, a lot of buyers might say, well, show me a different building, Yeah, right? Show me one that I think has better potential to accommodate this. Yeah, so if you're if you're in one of these stratas, you're trying to retrofit, maybe it's a visitor spot. Hopefully you have visitor spots. You might have to get creative oh, yeah. with it. If not, um, you probably want to have some rules around it, uh, around how long you can park there. So if you get a level two, um, maybe it's a couple hours at a time. Uh, so someone just gets enough enough juice, but it's not their private, personal yeah. visitor that's, stall. That's always going to be the fears that it gets abused, right? Yeah. So you got to be a bit careful, I think, with, with getting that um, planned out. I haven't seen in... Maybe more so in Vancouver, but because our business is so focused here in the West, we yeah. haven't really come across it where um, they're putting them in, in individual stalls. No, not in individual stalls, but they're certainly more commonplace in the new developments because the city is making that a requirement on the development, right? right? So We just had it with Ovation was one of the new buildings that they were offering. It, it's even uh, in Viceroy. Really? Yeah, from like, you know, what, four years ago. Yeah. Right. So uh, now that I think was in a common parking area because part of Viceroy is commercial parking, mm. but there's, you know, two charging stations, yeah. which accommodates four parking stalls. Right. Because, yeah. you know, what I mean, like the charging yeah. stem has got two, two plugs in it. Yeah. Um, so you know, they're, they're definitely making it a requirement in new development. But again, that's only four stalls out of a hundred. Yeah, we should have we should have fact checked before because I don't remember what the the buy in was for Elevation, like the more, more kind of more recent one. Um, but it's nice to see that the city's putting some pressure on them to to have these options. Yeah, it's amazing the balance of this stuff, right? Because there's EVs, but then there's this new shift towards car share that you know is because you've got exclusive parking for that. Uh, just announced in the news is that the city of Vancouver is talking about letting car shares park in metered parking spots. Oh wow! Without paying. So you just pull up to a meter and, you know, sign out and walk away yeah. so that they're a little more visible because what they're saying is these car shares are being parked on side streets where it isn't metered parking because yeah. that's the requirement and they're less visible, maybe less accessible. So it's increasing accessibility. Now the city of Vancouver still wants to get their revenue from the parking. They're trying to actually get that revenue back from the car share companies, right. which eventually will trickle down to the user. Yeah. So you're going to pay for the parking, but just on a subscription basis versus mm -hmm. a, I'm right there, but somehow it'll get paid for, but they're trying to make it easier. So you've got the car share like designated parking right there at the SkyTrain stations mm -hmm. and other things like that maybe even your building they're doing there's like I mean New West again we can speak to New West because it's, it's where we spend most of our time on randomly on 3rd Avenue they've got uh Oh, Got just yeah, street parking with you know two parking. two charging outlets, yeah, and that's not even pay parking. It's just uh, a free sort of spot that they've they've allowed to 
you know, people to park there and charge. And, but they have said it's not exclusively for EVs. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, you can still park there and take that spot away from, from an EV driver. Yeah, but um, I, when I drive by those now, they're getting used all the time. Yeah. I, I rarely drive by and it doesn't have one or two cars plugged in. I wonder and about there's another that. one at 8th just off of McBride behind the Safeway shopping there. Yeah. And it's the, the same station they have at 3rd, the same technology. And there's cars plugged in all the time there because I go there to pick up the kids from daycare mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. And when they first installed it, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then after about a month when people sort of figured it out, from then on, People found it. Always an EV plugged in. Well, there's apps now that they'll, I mean, they'll show there's a, just a handful already that are that are like you just pull up a map and you're I'm here where is there where is there a charger around I wonder if that's the city too just trying again being a progressive city that we have here in New West trying to get uh, ahead of these things knowing that it's taking so much time for the stratas to adopt and and create options for people that they are putting them near whether it's these multifamily buildings apartment buildings and things like that just saying we do want EV cars here. Yeah. Let's let's maybe foot the bill for for putting these installing these somewhere. Um, I worry that my Strata won't be able to accommodate me when I want an EV charger. Mm-hmm. Like we, like our friend Jay, Jay Hazelwood, yeah. we live in the same Strata yeah. and we both have a desire to go EV one day. And it's like, well, how is there a way we could share? Is there a way we could do this? And there kind of is maybe one overflow stall we could use as a temporary charging location. Yeah. But I also look at that and go, even if my Strata can't find a way, I still feel like there's going to be enough resources in town that I can get it done without a high-speed charger yeah. at home. New, the, the school's got one on both sides. The one uh, Fraser River School, middle school by by where where we are. Oh, well, that's right by your house. Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's one where the because the school district buildings there yeah. on the one side. So it seems that every sort of new um, new building that they're building, new civic building, they're they're making sure that they're that's a component of it. And you know, yeah. in the parking, so you've got the options like City Hall. I'm sure the new CGP will have it. Of course, they're probably going to have like six stalls. Yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's nice. It's good to see them stepping up, just to encourage encourage it. And that's I mean that started with the whole like I mean Tesla had their charging areas and things like that. That was a big stumbling block for people because cool I want one of these things, but what happens when I'm in Vancouver? The range isn't great. What if I'm here? What if I'm there? So getting the infrastructure behind the charging was super important. I think a new part of the evolution too with EVs is a big, big acceptance that it's not your road trip car. Like people want to dream that it's the road trip car, but mm-hmm. it's it kind of just isn't. No. For a lot of families, they're just like, no, I have two cars. We've got our family road trip car. Yeah. And then we've got our EV car, which is great for commuting five days a week. It's mm-hmm. great for doing a family activity on the weekend. Most 90%, 95% of <laughs> yeah. your driving. Yeah. No need for, for the big vehicle. The they're smaller too, a lot of times. Or yeah. They, they began smaller. Yeah. Not yeah. necessarily the case anymore. Yeah, but, but as I looked at that, I thought, oh yeah, I'd love to be able to like drive to my cabin in one. But it's like, you know what? That is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Just use the big people mover with all the yeah. cargo capacity, pay for gas for that one for the odd trip. But yeah. your EV is for around town all the time. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, you know... For us, our the townhouse we're in, uh, a Strata, but we actually have our own garage. Right. Um, and the panel, it couldn't have been easier for us to, you know, had an electrician friend come in. Um, we had the rebate. I think I was into it for like maybe $1,200 for, for the install. Not uh, yeah. not bad at all. Super easy. Um, not everyone has that option. You could be living in an older house. Um, they do require for the level two chargers. You could just do a regular plug-in. But for the level two, um, I think it was like 30 amp breaker so you need room on your breaker but you essentially you're adding a dryer plug yeah it's a lot of power it's a, it's a fair amount of power um so you might want to get yeah check in with uh with i guess an electrician uh home inspector if you are looking at a house 
that's something that I want to add in the future. Does it have the capacity? Do we have enough amps coming to, to yeah. the house? Even? Yeah, 100 amp service. And then in the world we live in with these detached houses, everybody wants to have a suite of some sort. Yeah. So now you're running, you know, maybe two washer dryers, two stoves, you know, fridges. They pretty, all, pretty taxing. They, for you know, every <laughs> microwave needs a dedicated breaker. Fridge needs a dedicated breaker. And then you yeah. get into the heavy duty appliances. And then now you want to add another heavy duty appliance in your garage. Can, so could be problematic. Could right? be a good question to ask when you're buying a house. The 200 amp service is normal in new houses, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's not in older homes. Right. Really, anything what back to the, even the 90s was 100 amps, right? Be, yeah. And uh, now, as a total side note, if you're hearing this and you're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that is a lot of appliances," uh, gas dryers is a really good way to go to That's reduce good. your electrical That's draw. A good pro pro tip. Yeah. Um, what do you think? This is a question that was brought up to me by a friend of ours. So a friend of ours got a Tesla three okay. and we're talking about how it's the future, right? And yeah. he's got it in his garage and we're talking about the charging system and his dad's pretty clever guy, sort of electrical engineer background. And he's like, if this really is the future, what does this do to the electrical grid? If everybody's driving an EV and everybody gets home between four thirty and 6 PM and plugs in. Yeah. They, with the fast chargers, like with the level two, so the one that we installed, um, it's just like a cell phone. It's an overnight thing. So I, I would imagine that draw is going to be a lot less. Um, they could end up, like we don't have, I don't think we have the tiered. Do we, I've seen we tier, currently don't have tiered electrical charge. In terms of timeline, no, time, 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 time frames, time no. of day. No. Um, so you could see like there's been cities that have to. Because they don't have the capacity. Yeah, they need to give you an incentive to do some of this stuff do, outside do of peak hours. Right. So, um, so well, you would see that. I, I've never. I've always charged at nighttime. Like if you get home after you know work, whatever, six, seven o'clock. Uh, that's when we're. we're when you plug in, in does it once, just start charging once a right week, away? By the way, too. you charge once a week. Once a week. And when you plug in, does it just start charging right away? Uh, yeah, yeah. Smart so, smart ones can be dialed in. Yeah. So my guy, my friend with the Tesla, he's like, no, you plug it in, and then you can just tell your phone whenever you want, or tell the car, like, no, don't start your charge. I want it to start at two a.m. Yeah. Right. Oh, by default, if I plug you in before two a.m., just yeah. don't ignore, start charging. Ignore that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so different stuff like that. Um, but I think that I mean, it is going to put pressure on the electrical grid. Um, a little I think, bit. But I L- think, LED lights, better TVs, lots of things have actually. Energy Star appliances have have taken like a, an average home consumption of power. I think down. In, in absolutely. The past five plus but the years. idea is that with with most families having mom and dad both working, the you know more than half for sure. Mm. Uh, get home from work. That's when people are doing laundry. It's when you're cooking. Like you're doing a ton of heavy duty yeah. sort of electric capacity need it's not the time to be charging your car but i think there will be a, a smart system to this where yeah you, you you pull in you plug it in but it doesn't start charging until the middle of the night when you know all the cars are charging mm-hmm. and that's fine and the grid will actually be pretty active yeah but we're all asleep and it's okay yeah yeah exactly so to probably work out i mean i think i think there's going to find a way but if you give people the incentive to do that through uh, the way the system bills you we don't, I mean, where we, where we're at, like we've got so much of our power is hydro, right? So, I mean, when the water's flowing, we have excess power that we're sending it off places. So I'm not necessarily worried about, well, it's, about that. It's not about how much we produce, but we do have to be able to send it to the homes. Like each block has to have, you know, the cabling infrastructure to yeah. send enough juice to like, seriously, when we get home from work, like it's okay, get a load of laundry in turn the oven on, cook dinner yeah. and your car's charging. Yeah. And if, and if a lot of households are doing that, there needs to be a, a mental awareness to not charge a car at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, 
there's so many factors at play. There's there's new new apartment buildings going up. You know, thousands of, of homes being built in, in some of these these cities with, with like active development. Um, I I don't know the math uh, regarding charging a car, even though it's a dryer port. Even if you're charging every day, you wouldn't be able to drive enough to like. No, you're doing four, who does four hundred kilometers in a day consistently? To, it just doesn't make make sense. Yeah, high uh, high users probably one hundred and twenty k. So you know, is like it one extra load of one extra dryer load a week? You know the equivalent. So I, I don't know if it would be be, okay, be all that point. much. So yeah, um, making a mountain out of a molehill here. Yeah, yeah. So fear mongering the EV <laughs> world. That's that's that. Okay, EVs obviously are okay. exciting. We like talking about that. The car share world. Yes. Does this affect homeowners, purchasers, strata users, detached homeowners? Because that seems like it's really picking up steam too. Right. I we again New West. I see the Evos. I see Zip cars and Cardigos kind of coming through. But yeah. we're we're pretty established now with the Evos. It seems like and people have really adopted them. They have. They've they've taken off. We've got two parking spaces just in uptown here outside of our office, um, and. You see everyone. I find too with those people are taking them instead of taking the bus or walking down the hill to the SkyTrain. Yeah, they're just taking the the Evo, take it in the morning, dump it at the SkyTrain station. So they all kind of you just see them all sort of morph they down, shuffle and, around, and, during, and shift down to yeah. the SkyTrain stations, and then um, back up into the residential neighborhoods after right afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I really like the concept. I noticed that it's helping a lot of families really keep it just to one car. Yeah, as, as, as that they own. And the Evo's we, there's a backup. We, I have an Evo account. We're BCA members, so it's a bit cheaper. So we have, a, I have an Evo. Wife has an Evo. Um, the other day, she was packing light because our phones have our wallets and everything now. So no purse, no keys. I was doing an open house at Kiri in Sapperton, and she says, "I don't have house keys." It's like, well, I, you can come meet me. I'm at it. Luckily, I'm at an open house at a SkyTrain. So she's got, she was coming from Vancouver. So she's SkyTraining back and she's pregnant. So, uh, and we live up a hill. So <laughs> it's like, come grab my keys. And I was like, oh, you still have your Evo. So why don't you just, you didn't want to go back on SkyTrain and then just burn, burn burning lock, time. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, there's an Evo right like a block away from here. Hop in. This is the first time she's actually personally used it because we've always been together and I've been using it, but just hop, hop in and. She's, she's home. It's like, that is really convenient <laughs> to not have to be. So even if you're doing it once a month and, and with, with Evo, you're not paying, you pay your subscription or your like one time buy-in fee, Yeah. but essentially it's pay per use. It's a little bit higher than some of those other ones. Um, because those ones are for kind of commuting to like, I need a truck to go grab something from Ikea, which is two cities away and drive it back. That's going to be more economical, but for, for the, for the Evo day to day, Need it. And the one-way trip. I love the one-way trip. Drive it to the pub. Yeah. 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 I like it for the idea of like you're going to a wedding or some other big event. You know, you drive there, you're under control, you can control your timeline and relatively clean environment. Then you go to your party and obviously not safe to drive home. So find another way. Yeah, so they've been they've been good for that. I don't know how much impact they they have. I mean, it's it's great for people wanting to buy into your city and to see like, hey, there's yeah. an option there. I, I will like say they're the heavy users who maybe only use it one way. Like there's some people who will get to SkyTrain a different way, but then drive it home up the hill. Yeah, I've noticed some neighborhoods like they start collecting Evos on their block. <laughs> yeah, because they only drive it to their house. They don't use it when they leave in the morning, and they start building up on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Where have you seen that? It's by by the guitar shop by Liz's work. Oh, by like, like kind of West like End area. We, we were actually we, we were joking, but then it became a serious idea that she should get her Evo 
just so she can get in the cars and move them out of the way because <laughs> they're blocking like people's parking that they want and stuff. Just have an account so you can just get it and drive it around the block. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> we, we pay, I was, so I was with, um, doing that like Eagle mountain cleanup with some four by four friends and we were talking about, um, I guess, I don't know if this is Alberta. Someone was mentioning Alberta, but I can't remember if that was just the con- what the context was around it. But in the States, you pay less insurance for your second vehicle. Because if you're the primary driver, you own, I own a motorcycle, you know, we own right. a couple of cars, whatever. Um, you can't physically drive both those cars. So right. it should be cheaper to have insurance on that other vehicle. Makes sense. Um, obviously, that's not how it works here. No. <laughs> but... Um, but to have that, you kind of have that option with with the Evo system, which I which I like, where you don't you could have the one car, right? The option, a little more paper, which you use instead of having it around as a just in case. Cheaper right. than your hundred fifty two hundred dollars for insurance and maintenance yeah. and gas. And then you can still use your garage if you're a detached homeowner for storing all your crap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so electric That's right car, here, yeah. uh, EV shared cars. Uh, we're gonna have self driving cars. So oh, that's a whole other, yeah, we don't. <laughs> By the time I'm ready for my EV, there'll just be a self-driving car to come pick me up. Um, and then, so now we've heard that officially, some way, somehow, Uber, Lyft, actual, whatever they, not car share, but whatever they call it. Rides. Ride sharing. Taxi. Ride sharing share. is the words. Yeah. So that's coming. Yeah. City of Vancouver is approving it. Does that mean that the rest of the cities find a way? I, like New West? I would, I would think we would just sort of follow suit. I, I'll believe it when I see it. September 16th. Right. They need a class four license, which is like okay. a, a commercial license. There, I, would, I was kind of going to say, like, are they going to just, is BC just going to kill it with like red tape and licensing? I mean, and that's, fees that, really, that's, this that's isn't the, worth it That's anymore. the individual's license. And I mean, there's been a lot of pushback on that. Like, come on. It's not like that. One, it is like that in Alberta. Yeah. And two, most Uber, Lyft, rideshare drivers are not actually like a part-time driver who wants to share their ride. They're cab drivers who've just converted. Yeah. Who are just like, no, really? I, still, I still want to drive cab. Yeah. I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I've heard kind of the flip side of just people, it's an extra way to, I'm going from here to here. So you have your account or whatever. And you're like, I may as well pick someone up if they want a, a ride. So Some people, for sure. Like there is a component to that. And that's where it really helps in the overflow when it gets like really busy. There's a special event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you need a lot of drivers. But like day to day, you just want like an Uber driver. It's a lot of the same people cycling a certain neighborhood mm-hmm. because it's like first come, first serve. You put out your request for a pickup. And then this guy's like, oh, this guy's five minutes away. This guy's 10 minutes away, yeah. whatever. Like you know, you've got to be ready and available. You can't just be like sitting there watching TV being like, Oh, well, if there's a call, I'll go grab one. Like you got to be on point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a a pretty good mix. Um, it's an interesting thing. I, I, we've used it when we've traveled and, and it seems like a good service. Yeah. Down in the, in the States. I've only ever been in one once and having not had an account, uh, my cousin just used his account and paid for it. Yeah. I think when (laughs) I used it, I was, I was with, I was with people that had it. We were Jay. Friend, oh yeah, our friend Jay. Our um, friend Jay. Jay had the account because he goes. He, he tra- travels, gets to travel he a lot. More. Jay doesn't have kids. No Jay kids. Gets tra- Jay. No kids. Jay. He's so fun he to travel and eat great food. Um, we used his, and the drivers are nice, and cars are you know clean. It's say, say I would say it was a better experience than riding a taxi. Yeah, newer cars, maybe a little variety and that kind of stuff. So, but like I said, the drivers themselves feel very similar to me. Yeah, but. 
and just from talking to people who, who use it more obviously than we do. So that's a whole suite of things that's going to change the need to be a two-car household yeah. for families like us, you know, with, you know, more than one yeah. kid. Um, but Liz and I always joke about it. It's like you can't be a no-car household, right? Well, we're getting Hockey closer. Equipment, lacrosse equipment, yeah. you know, car seats. There's just there's gear that goes with being a parent that you just really kind of need your own vehicle, maybe a bigger vehicle to make sure you can move that cargo around. Like it reaches a point where I think we're. I mean, we gotta do we're it. getting closer to that eventuality. With, with the driverless cars thing is going to be, it's going to change everything. That'll change everything. Um, you'll okay. have different varying size pods of things. And, and So talking about changing yeah. everything then, yep. getting closer to wrapping up our car discussion. Okay. Uh, what about r- the realtors? The realtors out you know. there. Um, well, I, the other day I put a client and their father into my vehicle. Um, I had the big vehicle. Not the EV. Uh, <laughs> not the EV. Uh, well, I had the Jeep. Not a great car for taking clients in um, because of obviously modifications and things that have happened to it over the years. Uh, but we don't do it. We don't take, I know for our business, we just seem like we've got a lot of kid, people with families, kids, things like that. They've got their car seats. They've got the iPads, whatever. Everything's all set up and we just kind of meet them there. Although we like taking people in the cars. Um, but uh, yeah, um, cars, Where, where's my train of thought? Um, do we need one? Do we need one? <laughs> I... We have such a different business model than, than a lot of realtors, so it's it's tough to, to say. I My Jeep can sit in front of my house for days, days. On, on end because yeah. I can walk to work, which yep. I do. I can bike to work. Um, I have an Evo that's usually pretty close to yep. where I need it to be. I feel if, like if, if you a work pinch. a tight geography, you can get away with, like I, I teased at the start of the show, like an electric bike. Yeah. If I was in better shape, I could ride a regular bike, but we have the freaking hills here. Um, would just kill me. I feel like in a lot of ways we get to our destination equally fast on a car as we would with an electric bicycle. Now, part of it is keeping yourself looking professional, clean, yeah. like in a winter rainy environment. Weather, fair weather know, uh, that's, rider. That's, that's not going to work. Uh, but, you know, that's where I think probably the EV works. But what if you have to, at the drop of a hat, you got to run off and do something. I think you kind of always need a vehicle on hand. Yeah. Because things come up out sporadically, right? It's, but hey, I could just drive, borrow your vehicle. Just borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's going away for a lot of business people who are, you know, for lack of a better term, traveling salespeople. Yeah. You know, people work the region. We drive the, the more conventional realtors. They, uh, realtors, they, they're driving all over the lower mainland. So I don't know. Depending on the car you get, I think that would be a bit of a could be a bit of a challenge. So some we have some colleagues that are in West Van in the morning or Squamish even, and then uh, Richmond might go to Abbotsford. Yeah, like, and then on, they a, on a crazy bad day, that could be reality. Yeah, but they might have a listing in Maple Ridge, and they might also have a listing in Vancouver, and that's a pretty wide stretch. Yeah, right. Even though from their home, it might only be twenty five minutes each way, but if you happen to need to be at both in one day, you're uh, you're doing a lot of moving about. Yeah, but still, yeah, modern EV could still. The newer ones, the 300 plus kilometers, yeah, I mean, so still the, make so, that work. So a modern EV could make the, the distance traveled work. And then, of course, we still know that the vehicle you drive to a lot of people is a representation of who you are and how successful mm-hmm. your business is. That's our storefront. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's always kind of how you thing. put yeah, it. Yeah, right? it's, it's always, I don't know if that'll, maybe that'll change when you don't, when we don't, if we have more of the driverless cars and you're just like, why do you have your own car? That's weird. <laughs> like, which we could, we know, we will eventually get there, um, that you don't necessarily have, have that. 
that storefront, you know, that, that actual way of seeing is that person sick? Because you can be an extremely successful realtor. And if you get, you end up showing up, you know, in a beater or something, you know, um, they're, they're automatically, there's going to be a judgment made if you're meeting that person for the first time that, well, this person can't be that good at their job. Yeah, they can't be that good if they can't, they don't have a decent vehicle, if they don't, or if they, their money doesn't afford like, it. I'm borrowing my teenager's car the, the, because yeah. my, mine has no charge. Yeah. I mean, the problem <laughs> with it is that I don't want a luxury car. Like, I personally just don't want to spend money there. No. I'm happy with a very practical car. You can get a regular car with leather and it feels yeah, fine enough. Yeah. N- newer and reliable, but that satisfies my need. You know, the extra two to three hundred dollars a month you'd spend for a lease for a luxury vehicle to me is just money better spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, people would argue that I should be investing that in a vehicle just because it's good for business. <laughs> you know, no, I mean we've Keeping always up appearances. Yeah, we've always subscribed to practicality. So I mean, it's it's pretty evident in the vehicles that we drive. Um, like you, you got your your Honda, your Pilot, yeah, Pilot, Pilot, so generic. So generic. It's so disappointing. Mom, my, soccer mom vehicle. My kid still says to me, I miss Here are there. The, the truck. Do you miss the truck? Do you miss having a brown truck? Like she specifically <laughs> points out like, I used to be able to recognize your car in the street. And no now, one had the brown truck. Now yours looks like all of the other cars. <laughs> There's like six cars in the West that are identical the exact to yours, same, dad. Just different wheels. <laughs> no, the same. The same ones. Same trim. Like yeah. identical. I do wave at a lot of pilots, I think, are you driving by? Um <laughs> Yeah, that's I like. What would you get if you right now right you're now, ready to buy a new car? Right now, if it was time to switch, I would keep the pilot, and my wife would drive it to work. She makes a short so drive no more to Mazda, work, and we'd lose the other one. Yeah, just because yeah. it's older and it's smaller, and we I'd go to a vehicle like yours. You got your little little your, guy, your little golf Bolt. cart. Yeah. yeah, you know something like that. You know the Tesla Model Three. I'm not opposed to, but something to that effect that comfortably seats four. I've got a four person family. Mm-hmm. Uh, rarely do we actually drive the dogs in the car around town. Right. So the pilot just works for that for when it's time to pack up and go little workhorse. Work. Not bad on gas. It's a Honda. Runs like a top. Can get you to Tulamine um, safely. And I got 120,000 kilometers on it. I can drive that thing for another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would. I would keep the pilot Without and then issue. just go and get and get an EV that works around town. And right. and I wouldn't be embarrassed pulling up to an appointment, like in a Chevy Bolt, like you have. Yeah, I wondered right? about that when we got it, because because I mean Chevys are kind of known. Like, I even I've had conversations with with people where they're like, "Oh, you have a oh, it's a Chevy." I'm like, well, first off, they were one of the first people that made electric cars in back in the nineties. There was who killed the electric car. Chevy had. Uh, like a big fleet of them they were they were starting yeah the technology was not quite ready yet um spoiler alert for the <laughs> for the movie most people have seen the movie but um they their technology has been been great for for it and and one of the the best options i mean they were when we looked we looked at leaf the the yep. nissan leaf hadn't changed it enough the, the chevy model like there's just so much tech that's going into these cars yeah which was leaps and bounds above what that what the nissan leaf was yeah and the leaf has improved a lot now since yep. only in the last like, year like yep. they released a new model i like the leaf i like the mitsubishi suv it's plug-in hybrid that's a plug electric. In. it's got 50k range on electric and then it's yeah. got a gas motor it's been don't waste your time i think don't waste your time with those vehicles no just go go all in you should get all go they, all they don't do anything good they do a couple, they do a couple things good but nothing really extremely well yeah, it's better to have that more dedicated vehicle right so anyway that's kind of where i think little a little car it's going to be you know in the years to come um Every year, there's new. Now there's there's probably three or four offerings that weren't available when we bought our Bolt a year ago. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, now you've got more common, like the e-golf. You know, the Volkswagen Golf is such a common yep. sort of vehicle out there. So yeah, I don't think that. they're fudging the numbers on the uh, the range. <laughs> their emission stats. Yeah, their emissions. <laughs> um, if you're, yeah, if you're a realtor now um, and you do need a luxury car for the market you're in, wherever that may be, uh, but Volvo is probably going to have one. Volvo's um, got one, yeah. Volvo's got one, and... Audi. Audi's releasing Audi's one. Audi's got a really nice one. Badass. BMW is going to keep pumping them out now that they've got their technology figured out. Yeah, standards it. for kind of around 400 kilometers. That seems to be the benchmark. And plenty for, for most people. Every class of vehicle think can of, do it. Think of the last time you burnt through 400 kilometers with a gas engine. Yeah, in fewer than three days. Yeah. Right? There's, so there's always a chance to top it up. Every option's there. Don't be afraid of the charging. <laughs> The, the, the limitation, the, the range anxiety, it's it's kind of done away with now. I think to, to sort of cap things off, our local infrastructure will keep up generally as fast as we adopt. I think it will. Yeah. The, there's so much momentum now with it. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I don't see, I don't see it changing. Okay. So our responsibility then as realtors is we're going to keep track of the stuff. We're going to watch which buildings maybe are more EV friendly and then mm-hmm. the listeners can contact the new West guys. We'll let you know. There's a Jeff guy, but he's not here, so... He's at realestatenewwest.com. Yeah, we should really know this. Uh, it's either realestatenewwest.com or newwestrealestate.com. I don't know. He says it every day or every week. But find him on Facebook, because that's where you'll... That's where that's Jeff where likes where to talk to Jeff's people. hanging out on Facebook. So Jeff will talk to you about buying EVs in, in Stratus, but I think we're going to have to evolve our business and be ready for that. So that's yep. how to get in touch with us. Does it allow pets? Can yep. I charge my car there? Yeah. If you like our show, you know, do something to tell somebody else about it. Increase our listenership. Always appreciated, but the regular listeners are very much appreciated. Feedback at morealestateshow.com. You know how to find... You know how to find it, Nobody yeah. gives us feedback. And I will say this. We are not talking about cars today because we've run out of ideas. <laughs> but if you have an idea for a show, let us know um, something that we haven't talked touched on. I mean, again, we're realtors, so we we're we might not be thinking about what <laughs> exactly what people yeah, need. Tell but. us what to talk about. And, and we're going to come out with some other sort of interesting stuff over the summer while we split our vacation time. That's it. Thank you. Thanks for listening.